Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Roman Avila in the studio in our uh, iHeart Studios high atop downtown des moines iowa I tell you what it's been hot here today hot <laughs> it, it, the temperature is definitely coming back up and the humidity is in with all the rain we've had now i wasn't here over the weekend i was in clinton iowa doing a uh, fight uh, a fight and i heard the rain at about one i knew des moines was getting yeah. some rain sure. or central iowa or even iowa but that band the rain hung out even as it moved it was being trailed by more more of the same system yeah all right. Yep. So in Des Moines, I know we got a little over five inches in some areas. Yeah. Some, some our, areas. More locally for you and I, since we're fairly close. Right. Seven point three inches. Shut up. Seriously. And it's and and some of the high points. Uh, Jack, what were some of the high indicators? I, I heard as much as ten or more. It was ten. There was ten inches of rain in Ankeny, and yep. I can tell you this. Yeah. I was there. You were in the street. I was. I was actually in a parking lot. Were you in your truck? Yes, I was. Okay, so you stopped. You went into what a Casey's or something like that? No, Casey General I no. I, I ended up at the Ankeny. I ended up at the Ankeny Y, and then I had to drive through the water to get to my wife, who was at the Come and Go, seven blocks away. And what what were you driving again? My F one fifty. Okay, so you're 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 higher than most. Yeah. But this water you're driving through is how deep do you think? Well, it was about halfway up my wheels at okay. the worst point. All right, so that's you in a truck. Yep. But you, if you're in a car, you flood it out. Yeah, there and Hickman Road, right between Merle, right off of Merle Hay. It's there. an arterial road in the yeah, way. Yeah, it and and you've, I'm sure you know, but that is always prone to flooding. Absolutely, and floods regularly if if we have high water. But um, yeah, I went out and drove a little bit around the area, and I at one point uh, I had water. Uh, at the uh, bottom of my running boards. Okay. And, and you've got a tall truck, too. I've got a t- 350, one ton, and it sits a little bit higher. That's a monster truck. Big, big, I got bigger tires on it, but yeah. You had to get a new garage because you got such a big truck. I've never been able to park in a garage before. Oh, you poor bastard. All right, so how about this? The rain's coming down so hard. You have hills, and what's relevant to hills? Valleys, right? Yep. Yeah. So rain is hitting everything along the way, not just the top of the hills, not just the valleys, but at the top it's going somewhere. Where's it going, Jack? It's down. Down. And it picks up speed, and it picks up gravel, and, and, yep. and, and it rips up asphalt. Yep. The reason yep. we're bringing this up, because we're going to get to a story about our, our dear friend, but I will tell you this. Um, if there is water sitting uh, in a low area, you can't see it at night. No. In the daytime, you even struggle to even guess how deep it is. Most well, I people can't are tell you, Scott, how many times I've told people on our sister station, turn around, don't drown. Right, right. Yeah. So this weekend, our good friend, 
lost his life in uh, a terrible flood. Not uh, like seven, eight blocks from his house. Okay, he's in a van with his beautiful wife Deb, and Larry Kotler was was driving home, doing what Larry does, coming home from an event. He was, he, I think, he called like two uh, girls softball games that day as an umpire. Tremendous broadcaster, a great sports voice, well respected around the country, nationally and locally. Um, and uh, Larry was told to get out of his van because he was in water at about five feet at this point, coming into the van, starting to flood the van. You're in the van. Guess what? You're going to drown. Well, Larry gets out. The water's moving so quickly down that incline behind Caramagrain Stadium, okay, on 50th Street. It knocks, as we get it, as we understand it, it knocked his feet out from underneath him. He slides under the door, and he's backwards now in the water, and it's way over his head, and she doesn't see him. She's climbed out. She's attached to a tree. There are some uh, great members of our Thai community going to rescue her. I've seen footage of that. But nobody could rescue him because they couldn't see him in that murky, murky water. They find him some four hours later, uh, some five and a half, six blocks north around a bend, and Larry was gone. So tomorrow, uh, the day before, we will have a visitation, and on Thursday we will bury our good friend Larry Kotler, longtime broadcaster for 40 years in the business. And... Uh, I got to say my personal goodbyes to him today, and I got to tell you, you always hear this. He looks good. Larry looks great. Finally, his hair is combed. It's all going the right way, <laughs> and I got to tell my buddy goodbye. And I hope if you remember Larry Collar and would like to buy one of his books, I have 700 copies of them of which I can help benefit the family. I want you to get a hold of me on Facebook, Scott Casper, or I'm going to even give out my cell phone number. You ready for it? 515 284 no, that's the station number. Let's start over again. 515-707-8657. I've sold 20 books today, and I'd like to sell another 780, or 680 rather. I'm not good with math. You can also buy them at the Barnstormer game. We're looking just to absolutely salute Larry. We have stickers on the side of our players' helmets for the bowl game. And this is an outpouring of support I've never seen before. Never, ever seen before. Media from both coasts and in between. They're calling, wanting to do interviews, and we're doing it. But we're telling the story. What was the cop man like? And at the end of the day, one word describes him. Nice. And so is our first guest of hour number two, Jared Mees. Jared, how are you? Jared, are you there? Yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. You've always been there for us, and we appreciate that. We describe you as being a nice guy. But if you will, okay, your win at the Indian Motorcycle uh, Lima Half Mile event was a sweet victory. Why? Yeah, that one's always, uh, you know, I don't know. Lima's has always been really cool to win. Uh, it was my very first Grand National win, and now I've won it a total of four times. But something about going to Lima, just the history behind it, you know, the track is the cushion old-school style racing. Um, it gets very demanding. you got to kind of move around the track all day long. And I don't know, for some reason when you win that one, it just really feels like super rewarding. And then, of course, adding to the, you know, the mix that I promoted the race and put so much work into it and stuff. So to go out there and win, win the race, I promoted it and stuff like that is, is, is awesome. Are you, are you where you are at, uh, where you want to be at right now in the season? I mean, looking back at 17, 18 total events, 17 podiums, 10 victories, won the championship by 98 points. Are you, are you on pace for this year? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, at the end of last year, I was like, well, I mean, I had a, one of those seasons that was just 
you know, so awesome. And next year, you know, the goal is to win the number one plate. And whether I win it by one point or another 90 points, you know, the goal is the number one plate. But, you know, this year so far where we're at in the season, we're actually ahead of where we were last year as far as wins and points and things like that. So uh, I would say, you know, so far this season has definitely been uh, better than last. And uh, I wasn't, I mean, of course, I worked hard and, and I guess in a way expect it, but in, a, in, in another way, it's like, man, you know, it's, it's like uh, <laughs> it's, it's more of a dream, I guess. If I say the name Roger Lee Hayden, you know who that is, right? I know Roger. I'm just messing with you. All right, so Roger Lee Hayden says that uh, Lima, okay, is the one to go to if you've never been to an American flat track event. And he said it right here on the show. I mean, that family knows a thing or two about flat track. Would you agree with them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Is it the overall atmosphere, the pits, the, the stands? What is it? Oh, yeah, I think, well, I think what's so good about Lima is there's multiple lines. The roost is flying. It's really what signals or signifies flat track. It's, it's, it's old school. It's from the grassroots. Right. You know, we're sideways spraying down the fans, huge rooster sails. And like I said, you're not stuck around this little one-line groove. And, you know, you you might see a guy come in a corner all the way at the very top of the hay bales and the fence using the very outside of the racetrack, get a turn and come straight off the bottom, and then all of a sudden he comes into the next corner and goes right around the bottom and drifts high. So it's like you don't know what's going to happen the next lap with some of the riders. You know, they're trying to stay out of the spray, so they're trying to go where the rider in front of them is not going, and then you got, you know, the guy that's out there leading it, he's clicking laps off, and guys are trying to catch him to stay out of a spray. So it's, I guess it's just way more exciting. I mean... It's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. I mean, Springfield Mile is, is definitely one you, you want to try to catch as well because of the drafting and the mile racing and stuff, but Springfield, you don't really pass at all, really, in the corners. There are not a whole lot. And down the straightaways, you're drafting and things. Where Lima is just, you know, a guy could get the whole shot and put in five laps and look like he's going to win it. Then all of a sudden, lap 25 comes around and he runs fourth or fifth because the top of the track wore out or, or you know, he got tired. This is a very demanding racetrack as well. So, well, and there's multiple lines. There's multiple lines right. to be had on that track. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I've seen the pictures, I've seen the roosts. You guys are eating a lot of dirt, uh, and that stuff is flying, and it hurts. It's not like you're going slow. You're running into dirt that's coming at you at a pretty good clip. Um, talk to us about the leathers you're wearing, because protection for your body has got to be there. You're not going around that track to, to experience pain. I'm sure you're still getting the stings. Um, yeah. How much do the leathers really protect you? Well, everything. I think every brand of leathers has got different sorts of protection. Uh, I wear... Uh, an Alpine Star one-piece suit, and, uh, you know, it's got some thin leather in some areas and some stretchy leathers in some areas. Um, so I, uh, you know, you're still going to get peppered up or you're still going to feel a little bit of it. Because, sure. You know, yeah, in some of the areas where it's thin and stretchy and you got to have it move around, always seems to be the spot that it stings you, you know. But, uh, yeah, leathers play a big a big role in it. You have to wear a leather suit. It's mandatory in our sport, so... Leathers definitely help, and you know, back in the day, I think the padding wasn't as uh, wasn't as uh, sincere as what it is now. So <laughs> no, and, and I think technology is far, yeah. And sorry to interrupt you, Jared, but I think the technology 
and some of that padding has gotten a lot better. I mean, now you've got the, the uh, memory foam. Yeah, the three D three D O or I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's like a really lightweight, but it's it's a very progressive foam. Um, Takes a lot of the, the yeah, brunt. But my question was going to be: Do you wear anything extra on some of these places, or are you just it's just the leathers and that's it? Or do you wear anything extra underneath for? help with some of that roost yeah like a baseball player is going to wear a sliding short well i wear I chest protector and it, sure with motocross no, i but. don't uh i don't wear anything different for a track like that i think i mean some guys might put um like some knee knee pads like type of thing in there but you know the a-star suit already a-star suit already comes with some really good padding and you know they got the airbag now on a lot of the rider's suits so that's awesome if you go down at the poise and and tries to keep the you know around your body there pretty safe so uh it's uh yeah i mean the spray definitely stings and hurts but if you start putting so much padding in those areas where it's stinging and hurting you're not as mobile and you know you feel like you you just got to basically take it more than anything because you put so much padding in there you <laughs> feel like a michelin man out there. <laughs> like or, tony or, <laughs> wouldn't you put Poor i tony. mean you got to protect the boys though right What's that? You got to protect the boys. The uh... yeah, yeah, you got to protect them guys all the time. Okay, just but I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, but if you're out front, you're probably not getting roosted, right? Yeah, that's the beauty of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know where we're going all yeah, along. Yeah, if you're out front, right? <laughs> all right, yep, so it, it plays huge to be out front. That, so, there's no doubt. So Bishop brings up a good point. Okay. Uh, that the leathers you wear today compared to what you wore five years ago, the changes in technologies, as uh, Roman has said, that, that has that changed or impacted your fitness and, and the training because you want to stay tight in those leathers, but not too tight? Uh, so yeah, fitness. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think, well, fitness, I think everybody tries to be as fit as they can, but um, I don't think I change my fitness to fit the suit or anything like that definitely not but uh i mean yeah they measure and they custom make the suit right to us and the biggest thing is is you know companies like alpine star and dionysi weren't involved in in our sport and i would say you know they're they're the highest uh leather companies for racing especially the a star with the whole uh airbag system and stuff and just listening to alpine star talk uh, you know back to me about one piece is a lot safer than two piece and you know it needs to fit just like this because most flat trackers would get fitted and have their wives girlfriend whatever fit them up and it sent them some leathers and if they were a little on the baggy or loose side or whatever they just dealt with it you know and right. and with alpine star they're just like no your elbow has got to fit right in this pad it can't be you know this way or that way it's got to fit perfect because if you go down and that's hearing them talk about the technology and, and what the fit of a suit should be like is definitely night and day of where things were five years ago in flat track. Now, road racing's kind of always been one piece and already has had that direction. But flat track and having those companies involved has only been the last couple of years. And uh, it is it is state of the art technology and, and the fit is awesome. And and. Jared, their technology and, and the fact that they have so much to go off of with your road racing, with, excuse me, all the other forms of racing that they make suits for. I mean, it's a ton. And to try to bring 
all that technology for you guys and to make it happen and make it work that's got to be phenomenal yeah i mean because it's not like they're just you humming it you can't go in and buy it off the rack it's got to be fitted to you here's here's the deal right now you can be laser fitted for a suit a suit that you're going to wear to work okay or a shirt you know those shirts that you don't tuck in anymore the short shirts oh yeah yeah those are all laser fitted um are you are you being fitted for your your leathers like that i think that'd be a huge benefit no they're still uh you know measured um with basically one of those flexi tapes and they got really good you know good guys uh that that been around the block for sure that fit you up and then I've got some custom boots and custom gloves from them, and um, you know they take like a, a mold of your hand and mold of your foot, and kind of cool. you know get get the boots and everything to fit perfect. And man, I'm I'm so so picky with gloves. I mean, it's like you gotta be. Yeah, me too. The num- it's the it's the number one thing I'm the most pickiest about about gear. You know, I could deal with a little bit tight on the boots, a little loose in the boots, but like my gloves, I've got like big palms, short fingers, small wrists. It's like man, I complain. Me too. Complained so much about <laughs> I, I, and, yeah. yeah. But you're Jared Meese. You are Jared Jammer Meese, okay? And you are the man, the myth, the legend. And we're going to say the same thing to Kenny Colbeth here in just a little bit. Nah, but no, we won't. Jared, Jared's <laughs> kind of, I mean, these last two years have been nothing but phenomenal to build and here's, his legacy. Here's where I'm going with this. Ready? You've got a legacy to uh, to hold up, not to live up to, but to hold up. Your second uh, generation of the Indian Wrecking Crew. I've met the two original racers. Okay, I met them in uh, what was it, Davenport, at the uh, vintage race, and they were there in the pits, right across from Mike and and uh, uh, and Fritz. You know, so what what a cool experience that was for me, meeting the legendary Indian Wrecking Crew. But now to have you know two point on our show. Uh, as it were, Jared Meese. I think it's. Do you feel that legendary status? Uh, no, not not quite yet. Honestly, like I feel like when you say the word legend, you know, I look at a guy like you know Scotty Parker and mm. Chris Carr and and Springer and the guys that are re- retired, you know, and 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 are legends, you know, now. But to call me a legend, kind of like right in the middle of my career, or maybe you know towards maybe you know right in the middle of my career so to speak it's like you know hey it's it, it's flattering for sure but i feel like uh I feel like when you call me a legend at this point in time it's like you know i'm like man i still got a lot left i feel like you know I feel, <laughs> i'm I not writing you off dude you're just a yeah. three-time ama grand national champ okay a gold medalist in the x game a grand champ of the 2017 season it's not like you haven't done nothing jared yeah no it's been a good career so far and like I said, I still have quite a bit of goals and things I want to accomplish in the sport and for myself, so I'm not done yet. God, I hope so, dude. We're awful happy for you, proud indeed uh, of what you've accomplished, and we can't wait to see what the future brings, and you're doing it. Jared, it's always good to have you on the show. Sponsor your role. Who do you want to thank? You know, I really just uh, I want to thank uh, the whole Indian motorcycle uh, team. Um, them guys have been so awesome to to be a part of and then uh rogers racing and sdi insulation are you know my two other real big ones hernley's uh indian uh, motorcycle out of elizabethtown pennsylvania motul oil parts unlimited sns cycles is a huge one bell helmets alpine star suit cycle gear um 
Monster Energy Drink, sure. uh, National Cycle. It's uh, Kyriak and Mustang Seats, RK Chain, Race Tech Suspension, Neek and Handlebars. Um, list goes on. At uh, I know I'm forgetting the NGK Spark Plugs. My wife, Nicole, yeah. my whole team, you know, my whole mechanics is... They, they deserve a lot of credit for, for the success. Kenny Tolbert, Bubba Bentley, and uh, Jimmy Wood. and uh, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I know I'm forgetting some guys. but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's happen. pretty impressive. You've done a pretty good job. Right a lot there. of them. Yeah. All right, Jared. I'm, next time uh, I see you, and I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm going to want a Monster Energy hat, and I'm going to want you to sign it. Will you do it? All right. Yeah, man. But just, just get that checked. <laughs> I would... What do you say? Get the check in the mail? Okay, get the checkbook ready. I'll do it. All right. It'd be worth it. I don't mark out like this normally. I don't. No. But I'm a huge Jared yep. fan. He, he's right. killing it. All right, quick time out this portion of our show. Jared, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, this portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing, that light hydrogen race where we're talking about the leathers. Well, you guys uh, riding the big bikes on the road, uh, you might want to check out that new race gear or original gear line. It's called Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Line. It's a revolutionary waste adjustment system that offers fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly, and here's the keyword, dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Kevin Schwantz here, 1993 500cc world champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs)